initially, you know, it was fine that he wanted to, you know, do his business stuff. I mean, this man is the man when it comes to business. And while I'm there to support you and, you know, hooray for you, I'm more of the artsy from the heart. Um, I'll do just about anything for free, probably initially. And when I would do these things, these hobbies, these passions that I had, I had quite a few. Yeah. Um, he would always ask, like, you, where's the money? Like, where, yeah, I don't yeah. understand why you want to do these things and take away our time. Because essentially it was, you know, impeding on our, on our time. Yeah. And he was kind of like, you know, hey, if it's not going to be bringing in any coins, <laughs> do you really need to do it? <laughs> and, it, was, and I, it was to the level yeah. that she was. <laughs> Okay, it was taking that's fair. a lot of time. She'd be gone okay. like Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. I see, yeah. It's like, well, what? He's exaggerating, <laughs> but I know that it seemed that way. <laughs> okay, let's do this. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Are you ready? I'm ready. Love or work? Is anyone listening? No, don't put that on the air. These two people are really, really funny. This one made me cry. World Series champion. Around the entire world. NBA All-Star. We hope you love this interview as much as we did. Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. I'm talking with my high voice. (laughs) You are being weird. Yes. Here we are again, you and I. Yes. And this interview is going to be fun because it was all you again. Two interviews, all you, and I got to listen in and learn from you. Oh, my. It was a lot of pressure, guys. I don't think I can do it by myself anymore, honey. I need you back. Oh. I do. Now, this is a different tone than last week. (laughs) I don't know. I need you. Oh, wait. No. Stop. No. Give me my stop. No, no. Uh, This is, again, the Love Work Podcast, and we're in this long kind of continuous challenging question asking is it possible for both of us to change the world stay in love and raise a healthy family and wait i want to just make a little plug andre and i got to be on another podcast recently oh yes yeah our friends that started the marriage is funny podcast asked us to come on and share some of our story it was so funny because we had to give our opinion to things oh yeah it felt very different being on the other side yes very different But you should check it out. It's the podcast called Marriage is Funny. Yeah. Were we funny? I don't know. I don't know that we were so funny, though. I don't think we're funny. Yeah. I think we laughed. I mean, I was kind of, I had a couple funny moments. (laughs) 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 But you were great. And (laughs) I was just kidding. (laughs) No, it was, it was actually really cool because they actually in real time shared a challenge that they were having in their marriage and we got to speak into it, which was a little, I mean, it was... I was a little intimidated by that. It was a little intense, but... I was like, I am not a counselor. You should check it out. Um, If you want to hear some of our opinions, we got to be bringing our opinions to a different podcast. So that was kind of fun. So who are we going to learn from today? Yes. So today we have Tristan and Cece Sutton and you can definitely... Oh, they are funny. They, they got a lot of energy. A lot of energy. And uh, definitely look them up. Uh, they're probably most present on Facebook. They have a lot of Facebook Live videos, a lot of topical things. If you want to check them out, for sure, look them up. And then um, they're also all over on Instagram and social media. Yeah, and so as you kind of engage this, in this next few minutes here, there's three things I want you to be looking out for. The first thing is Payway, that orange chicken from Payway. <laughs> Number two, if you are not getting coins, why would you be doing it? 
Am I right? Matt is giving me a look. I can't believe If you are not getting coins, why would you be doing it? You'll hear it. And number three, this is a tip for all the men, how to get a permanent hall pass. Oh, there we go. A permanent hall pass. All right. So here it is. This is Tristan and Cece Sutton. It started off where she didn't want me at first. <laughs> oh. And then she started chasing me around. Oh. And I finally, finally gave her some attention and put a ring on it. Oh, wow. Look at how like concise. That is like the man right there. Like three that steps. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's why I let him have it. Nice, sweet, and to the point. For the most part, he's accurate. We met in, around college time. He was at Texas A&M and I was at University of Houston and we joined uh, the same internship program. Okay. And admittedly, when I first saw him, I approached him first. He was a very nice looking young man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell that over the, you know, the speaker here, but um, he had really pretty eyes and really pretty teeth. And I said, what the heck? He's handsome. Let me go say hi. So I did initiate. Yes, I like that. I like Players that. get chose. Players get chose. <laughs> and <laughs> this one. So, you know, after our internship program, we went back to our separate colleges for the summer, you know, and, you know, we just kind of kept in touch. And it was a little off and on chase, little mouse cat game for a while. But I finally came to my senses. Oh, OK. <laughs> so this is college. And then did you just marry right after college or... Almost. Well, almost, yeah. We dated for about a year okay. and a half. Yeah, I'll, so I'll we, we graduated in 05. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of came back up. I said, you know what? I don't want to spend too much money. So I took her to Payway. <laughs> got her some orange chicken. That's all he could afford. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Yes. <laughs> and I said, you know, she's kind of cool. So we just kind of transitioned from friendship. Then we never really made it official, but we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And it was like, you know, we booked a chapel before we even um, got engaged. Oh, wow. <laughs> Y'all knew it. We're very non-conventional. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. I love it. I love it. So how many years married now? 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. February makes 13. Yep. And are there any kids in the picture as well or no? That's not our ministry. Yeah, we decided that's not our ministry. (laughs) Year five, we were like, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I asked them a really, really important question. I asked him, I said, would you get more fulfillment out of life being a dad or a philanthropic leader? Someone who's there, you know, for the community and the needs of others. Yeah. And he thankfully (laughs) said a philanthropic leader. I I felt the same way in my heart as well. I've never been the one that had the baby itch or anything like that. So I just figured that was our purpose. And at least we were on the same page. Amen. That is, that's really great. Uh, <laughs> we actually have a few other couples that we've interviewed that kind of the same thing have never really felt that kind of call towards having children yeah. and things. Yeah. Um, but did y'all talk about this beforehand? Like, was this an agreement beforehand? Because I feel like that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it is. So, you know, we went to three different premarital counselings. Okay. And in each one of them, the children's discussion came up and we put a cap. We said, well, you know, if we do have some, when we do, the most will be two. Yes. And then by year five, it was like, yeah, I think I'm good on that. Like, you good? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, we're good. And, you know, honestly, we're both only children. So uh, you okay. would think that, you know, we would want this big, huge, yeah. you know, family. But I think that we both are very intentional and in tune with, you know, 
what's our purpose? You know, what do we really feel like we're put here for? Um, we rarely cave into social norms. It's just mm-hmm. not, you know, we'd rather live out a happy and fulfilling life based upon how we define it. Our principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure as a woman, and this is mm-hmm. from my other kind of conversations I've had uh, with women in the same boat, is that kind of the constant thing people are kind of pressuring, asking, like it making you almost feel less than in some way? The first several years of our marriage, um, I actually had someone tell me, you know, it's pretty selfish that y'all don't want to have children. And we said, you know, you do understand that people have children for selfish reasons all the time. One being, you know, I want someone to take care of me when I get older. I mean, all the time. But we, we, we never put any emphasis on that. And we just assume that either the person doesn't want them or they're selfish and all those things. And so I just wanted her to understand that that's not what that means. Yeah. That's not what that means at all. And I always emphasize too, when I'm talking to my ladies who are single, just because you don't have children, it doesn't mean that you're without purpose or just right. because you're not married doesn't mean you're without purpose. Yeah. It's just the season that you're in right now. Yeah. And if you stay there forever, it's okay too. Yes. I like that. It is interesting that I'm sure you probably get more slack about it than Tristan mm-hmm. does, right? Like Tristan, how much do you hear? Do you hear all the crap like brought out to you? Do you hear it all? I, all my guy friends give me high five. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Oh, society. Well, you know, society, social constructs, you know, we're taught from a child, go to college, get a job, have 1.5 or 2.5 kids, yep. get the house, build your 401k and retire. Right. Well, the American to dream, you right? have to do that in yep. your life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what if you don't want to, you know, go to college, you want to be an entrepreneur? What if you don't want to get married? What if you don't want to have kids? Yeah. What if you want to rent an apartment the rest of your life? So who's Who to cares? say you have yeah. to follow tradition, yeah. so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we never had any, we always saw eye to eye on the subject here, but of course, you know, my mother every now and then y'all would make wonderful parents. You know, she says that annually once a year, she has to get that out of her spirit. I understand (laughs) the longing for those grandbabies, right? (laughs) Exactly. So uh, tell us about your, I know you work together kind of now. Is that true? I mean, you're doing this work together right now, but have you this, yeah. This work, this ministry aspect of it, um, relationships, marriage, we do that together. Okay. But we do have our own separate callings. I focus on, I, we're both speakers. Okay. I focus on corporate speaking. I talk to companies about work-life balance and self-care. Okay. I'm a uh, social media marketing consultant. So okay. I train organizations how to attract and convert their target markets using Facebook and Instagram ads. I see. Okay. So, and this is your first joint effort of something together? Yes. And yes. How, how long ago did you start working together? Three we moved years. Here. Yeah, about three oh, years. Yeah. About three so years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how has that, what has that taught you? How has, what has that uh, taught you in your marriage and your relationship, you know, going from two separate things to it's working together? It's easy for me because she does all the work. I just show up and look like security. <laughs> He's being quite honest. Yeah. He is. This this all started as my vision. Um, I started blogging several years ago, and it just came out of wanting to share about my follies and mm-hmm. life's lessons and getting married. 
Um, and it just took off from there. What I expected to just be me sharing eventually became a platform for me to help other wives and help single women. And then people were like, well, we want to hear from your husband. What does he have to say about it? Mm -hmm. You know? So I was like, well, come on in. And we started sitting with the Suttons where Mm -hmm. we just had very candid and humorous dialogue about marriage and life. Yes. And I was looking as I was researching you guys, uh, (laughs) I was looking through some of your sitting with the Sutton's uh, topics because you kind of base it around a topic a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I have just a little fun game I thought we could do here. (laughs) Basically, I pulled a few topics that you guys talked about. And these are, you know, for our listeners that might have not listened or, you know, been a part of this or know you. So I would love if I give a little, like, I'm going to give the topic that y'all already have talked about. And then I would love you to share with our listeners just like a little bit of something that you learned or that was interesting or that what came about from that topic. Right. Okay. Okay. I know I did not prep you. They they are not prepped for this. I will tell you. No, that. not at all. <laughs> but we're, I feel like on the fly. <laughs> yes, I feel like y'all are good at going to be great at this. So one of the ones that I found that I was just really interested in, and I think our listeners will be too, was your topic of the state of the union of black relationships. Mm-hmm. What was what was that? kind of conversation about what was something that you learned or what is something that you wanted to communicate with that with 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 that topic so the reason why we had that be our first episode for sitting with the Suttons was because we just wanted to get to the nitty-gritty and just talk about what the heck is going on Um, as we're talking to our single friends they're like never break up stay together forever through thick and through thin, because there is nothing out here for you. Mm. And while, you know, that was humorous to a certain degree, the other aspect of was, well, why? Hmm. Why is there not anything out there for us? And I wonder if other cultures say that too, you know? Are white people saying, ooh, stay where you are, nothing out there, or Hispanic, or Mm -hmm. Asian, you know? And so we decided to just lay it all on the table and just say, hey, guys, what's what's going on with our relationships? You know, Mm -hmm. why is there a 80, 90 percent divorce rate within our community within itself? You know, Mm. Um, what's going on? Yeah. And so that was it. The dialogue was centered around help us to understand, is there any way to recover from it? Hmm. You know, what does it take? For us to, you know, have a movement and start making marriage great again, because now it's almost like taboo. We have conversations with friends now who are just like, because we're in our late 30s, going into our 40s, friends who just, you know, want to have a kid. They don't even care about the man. Just give me a baby and you Mm. can move on. Like, where do we, Hmm. where does that come from? Hmm. You know? So we were really talking about the mindsets. We were talking about, I believe we talked about some history in that as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, Our separation in the homes didn't just start today. Hmm. You know, these go several years back. This traces all the way back to slavery. You know, when our black men were removed from the home. So we really, really, really started to look at what makes us this way. Why are we programmed this way? And why is the state of the black relationships in such a dire place? And did you, do you find that it's very similar in the sense of like, you know, right now culture is moving in the way that people really aren't getting married at all, even now, like marriage is kind of not really kind of the first thing that 
enters people's mind, number one. And also that even the idea of the institution of marriage is kind of falling by the wayside a little bit. Like people, I think even there's more in like long-term partnership kind of yes more people are moving in that way rather than marriage did y'all talk a little bit about that too or or what do you Mm -hmm. think about that well we didn't get off into that at that point but what my perspective from it it's now more than just a black and white issue it seems to now be a generational thing this new generation is like yeah i'm good yeah yeah it's (laughs) i am good i don't need anything that you can give i have everything that i need yeah um I might consider you to be a tag along, but uh, well, from what like I, I take I, it or I leave know it. A little bit about it, but you know, the generation now they went through the phase where divorces were rampant. So now yeah. they see what the damage was. Yeah, it's like I don't want to go through that, and my kids to go through that. Yeah. So yes. how can I save that or cut that off at the, yes. the past? Yes, yes. That, very much so. Very much true. so. And and speaking to a few young ladies that I've spoken to, they said that it's almost this animosity between sexes, mm-hmm. like this friction that's there instead of, you know, the lovey duty stuff that we did, you know, yeah. there was that initial, you know, energy, but now it's just kind of like, ugh, I'm fucking <laughs> discussed with each other. Yeah. And, Interesting. you know, I think like he said, it's just a defense mechanism hmm. of trying to avoid what they've seen happen. Right. What's really weird is, you know, I ask all my single friends, guys and girls, you know, what's it like out there? And guys can't even go approach women now because it's like, oh, you must be thirsty because you, mm. you you asked me for my phone number and said I'm mm. cute and came across the room and vice versa. So it's really a unique situation going on out in the wilderness. Whew. Whew. Very unique. I'm kinda, <laughs> I, I am very glad I'm not there. All me right. either. <laughs> I am very glad. All right. That was uh, that was one topic. Let's go to one another topic that I thought was uh, awesome and interesting. Um, there was an episode y'all did called uh, Reclaiming uh, Me Time or also why time apart is just as important as time together in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about that because <laughs> that makes <laughs> so, me all happy. That topic came about because we are very much so big advocates of keeping your identity in your marriage. Hmm. Um, I like knew you're both going into, individual mm, people, yes, and keeping that individual identity, yes, okay, mm-hmm. keeping that individual identity. That is something that I knew before going into marriage can easily be stripped away from the woman. Mm-hmm. You know, we go in and we pour out into our husbands and our children and we do all this pouring out. And then we look up 25 years later and we want a divorce because we don't know who he yeah. is. We don't like him. <laughs> we don't even know who we are anymore. We're right. um, we're resentful. We're bitter. Yeah. We, I've talked to women so many times who say, you know, Cece, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what I like anymore. I don't. Because it's always been about everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was really focusing on reclaiming my time. And it was focusing on some self-care. It was focusing on the fact that just because you may spend some time apart from your spouse or your family doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore. Mm. Um, We help them to understand, just kind of have a mind shift about spending time apart and understanding that the elements of being able to do that is trust mm-hmm. and communication yeah. and making sure that we're on the same page. So when we have that time apart, it won't be any friction there. 
Hmm. Amen. <laughs> I like it. Just a, just an amen <laughs> over there. That's all he's got. <laughs> all right. Next topic. I really liked your uh, cultivate each other's dreams. Yes. That was really sweet. Yeah. Tristan, tell me about that. (laughs) Tell me what you think about that one. Well, you know, that kind of piggybacks off her statement on reclaiming her time. You know, she at one point, I don't know if the word is stifled, but she was so busy supporting me and my entrepreneurship and career that she kind of lost her identity. So I saw that she really had a passion for blogging about marriage and our relationship. So I cultivated that dream first. Then she wanted to start a a talk show or, or, or a coaching program. So I helped her support, cultivate. So it was basically reciprocity in, in the marriage because it's like you said, you're two individuals. You don't get thrown in a blender and get mixed up. God essentially just wields two individuals together. So you're still two separate components just attached now mm-hmm. under matrimony. Right. And, you know, the interesting thing that we went through in cultivating each other's dreams is that we discovered some things about each other that was like, oh, okay, you, you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't really have any money attached to it. You know, we went through this phase initially, like he's the money guy, like this is all business right here. And I love that about him. Um, Now, are we about to be real? Are we going to be real? (laughs) Is it time to be real? Let's hear it. Okay. Well, initially, you know, it was fine that he wanted to, you know, do his business stuff. I mean, this man is the man when it comes to business. And while I'm there to support you and, you know, hooray for you, I'm more of the artsy from the heart. Um, I'll do just about anything for free, probably initially. And when I would do these things, these hobbies, these passions that I had, I had quite a few. Yeah. Um, he would always ask, like, you, where's the money? Like, where, yeah. I don't yeah. understand why you want to do these things and take away our time because essentially it was, you know, impeding on our, on our time. Yeah. And he was kind of like, you know, hey, if it's not going to be bringing in any coins, <laughs> do you really need to do it? <laughs> and I, it was, it was to the level yeah. that she was. <laughs> okay, It was taking a lot of time. She'd be gone okay. like Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. I see, and yeah. it's like, well, what? He's exaggerating. But <laughs> I know that it seemed that way. I am certain. <laughs> and I'm certain it seemed that way. I'm, and, and I don't take that away from him. For a man who was used to me being there for him 24-7, we were right. inseparable. Where you yeah. see one, you'll see the other. I get it. It seemed like a lot. And so he admitted, and I really appreciated this about him. One day he admitted, he said, you know, I, I'm I'm jealous for your time. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I had you all to myself at once. And now I'm having to share you with all these interests and people. And, you know, I'm just not used to it. I need time to adjust. Mm-hmm. And when he leveled with me like that, I backed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can understand that. Because initially I was like, dude, you have a problem. I don't get it. You know, <laughs> I don't know. You do your thing. But he really helped mine. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's really great. That's really interesting. I love you too. You guys are crying. Hey, yeah, it's great now. <laughs> I know. You should have interviewed us some years ago. While, while y'all are in the fighting, <laughs> fighting times right there. <laughs> All right. So those are my main three things. See, it wasn't that bad, right? These no. topics. Oh, okay. See, see, you guys kind of gave me those nervous looks for a minute. Um, <laughs> All right. So your tagline, I, I got to know about this. Making marriage great again. Tell me how the statement came to be. 
and what time frame that it came to be. There we you go. Know what time frame. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna just go there. Well, you know, I'm a marketing guy, and you know, really big on social media, so. I like things that have that wow factor. It's going to, or what I like to say, cause to pause. So we all know there's a famous phrase out there, make America great again. But one of the key principles in America is marriage and marriage is failing. So how about we make marriage great again? Mm. And I knew that, that it would catch on because of the other wave. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And trust me, we did get some pushback from some of them. They were like, are you sure you want to do that? That is not really hot right now. (laughs) Yeah. Still I rise. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was solid on that. Did he have to pull you around, like pull you into his side on this, CC? No, you know, because I know his vibe. I know what he does. I know how he, and he does it well. Yeah. And and it, and it does draw, you yeah. know? I mean, mm-hmm. it has. We're yeah. talking about it now. <laughs> you are. You made <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> you you literally did it. You did it to me. <laughs> That's amazing. So let's talk a little bit. I, I know you did speak a little bit of some of the tensions kind of in the beginning, especially when CC, you were doing all this other stuff and not really making money and whatever. But <laughs> can you speak to some of the other tensions too you both have between just personally between your love and work? Like what are some other kind of really rough, hard times or things that you really had to wrestle with and kind of what did you learn through those moments? I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a renaissance woman. You know, yeah. there are many things, many gifts that I have. And I'm that type of person when I discover a gift that I have, I'm going to give it 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one, my idea of um, relaxation or t- winding down my mind is dancing. I love yeah, to dance. Aren't you a ballroom dancer? I am a ballroom dancer. I, I am that. a ballroom dancer. Where his idea of relaxing and winding down is, you know, maybe just watching his favorite Netflix series or enjoying a cigar on the roof, it, just something by himself. And I get why he's that way because Monday through Friday, he's on. Yeah. He's people networking, he's in front talking. of people, he's yeah. up. Monday through Friday, I'm here, I work from home. And by the time Saturday and Sunday come, I'm ready to get out and play, you know? So Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes we would be ships in the night Mm -hmm. and we would really have some disagreements about, you know, how much time I would allocate towards things that I enjoyed outside of my Monday through Friday, nine to five. And and let please let me reiterate this. I do have a full-time job, so Mm -hmm. I'm not the chick just sitting at home, you know, just waiting for him to come home. I have a job and my own business and my own interest. Yeah. So we really have had to walk this out and really exude some patience and understanding and giving each other space to be who we are outside of just our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my take on it. What has been your take on it? Well, mine's a little different because as I let her go out and dance and do and explore her passions, I just kept putting little coin banks in my hall pass back. <laughs> so now I can go to and fro as I please because it's like, oh no, but remember you went out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember you went out of town. The so constant. I'm oh going my out God. of town. He's right. <laughs> it is the constant. It is a constant. So that's the silver lining in allowing your spouse <laughs> to pursue their passions. There you, you get go. a permanent hall pass, gentlemen. <laughs> 
I don't mind. I honestly do not mind. I do not give him a hard time about that. I think it's very healthy for him to have a good group of friends that he enjoys. They're my boys too. I really enjoy them. They're great guys. And I encourage him to go out there and, you know, get your time in. Yeah. Get your time in. I think that there are fears around that. I think um, maybe especially, let me just, we're we're just going to typecast, I guess, put a little gender kind of in it. But Men, I feel like, seem to have uh, um, maybe some fears in letting their spouses or their partners kind of go out and explore and things like that because for, you know, X amount of time, they have been right here in the home taking care of them and the kids and everything. You know what I'm saying? And so it's almost like fearful that when you let that go and let that person just go out, explore, do what you want, you know, that type of thing. It's fearful that they might lose something or lose. So what would you say to somebody who feels that way to, to a partner who, and I, I'm just going to say man or woman now, but what would you say to somebody who feels that way? You know, you really just have to build your relationship on trust. So, you know, you have to believe that your significant other, when they go out into the world that they will come back the way they came or leave, come back the way they left. So, you know, <clears throat> I don't go dancing with my wife. So when she's out Friday, Saturday night, she's in a room full of gentlemen professionally dancing. Um, the, my mind wasn't easily accepting at first, but we had a couple of come to Jesus meetings <laughs> <laughs> and the, discussed about, you know, the trust that we have, what got us here, what has got us to 12 years and really just believing that my wife has my best interest and our best interest mm. um, every time she leaves the house. And so you just have to continue to have that faith and that trust that got you into the relationship and got you down that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is that is the biggest thing, the trust and the communication. It is, mm-hmm. it is not an easy walk. Um, everybody... I think that we all would like to think that we could be able to do it, but it takes some discipline and it takes some really just sitting down and just being very candid. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Being super honest with your fears and and your struggles. Yeah. Um, What about um, for, since you've had so many kind of discussions and also all your shows and your topics and things you've discussed, what has been the most kind of popular thing that people have gravitated towards? Or what has been your like hot topic and that your audience just really, that that maybe, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I guess everybody wants to talk Hmm. about this. Has there been one thing that you've just... Let me think. We've done a few. I know the submission is not slavery was Mm. a a big one. Oh, whoa. You just did all (laughs) my trigger points. Mm. I'm starting to sweat. (laughs) Sweat. All wives submit to your husband. Lord have mercy. And that's why we had the show. To really make sure everybody understood. I'm fully sweating right now. (laughs) Why are you sweating? Why are you sweating, Andre? Please help us understand. Are you not submissive? (laughs) Just that word. I want to like. She's still got all squeamish. It's like like Mufasa. Submissive. It is. is. Stop it. Stop saying it. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, yeah. so that's a hot point. That's a hot point for me for sure. And yes. probably many others. But that's also a very Christian thing, right? That's a very Bible Christian thing. Based. So, yes, yeah. it is. It so is. it would be more for like the religious kind of point of view in that sense, right? It, it, it would. It would. And in our belief system, you know, that's exactly what it is. But what we did is we touched on, you know, just you're submissive to him, but he's also submissive to someone as well. You know, this is not a one-way street. It's a mutual. It's a mutual. Mm -hmm. It is a mutual. It is a two-way street. And it is meant to really cover and protect her more so than make her feel restricted. And to the credit of women, many men misuse the um, scripture because it also says at the latter part, you're supposed to submit to your wife as well. Yes, it does. So we're both... And Mutually, somehow like that just kind of gets like uh-uh. left by the wayside. Yeah. I, I don't know who your friends are, but mine, we, uh-uh. we, we abide by it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's always a hot topic. That's Anytime hot we bring one. that up, it's like, uh-uh, wait, yeah. hold up. Yeah. Hold up. It made so, yeah, me hot just thinking. And everybody looks at her it's like, oh, I know she's going to get him. She's like, yes, I am. And I say, but I'm submissive too. Yeah. Yes. I'm mutual. Okay. Okay, well, you you calmed you 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 calmed me down just a little I, bit. I, I, I released a trigger point. <laughs> I feel so uh, <laughs> All right, Cece. So you talked about a lot of your work, and even um, kind of especially your own personal work is about work life balance. Is that mm-hmm. a phrase that you even believe in? Like, is there, <laughs> is there truly a work-life balance? I'm so glad you asked this because you don't have kids. <laughs> depending on who you <laughs> ask you and what season of life they're in, you know, the retired couple may tell you, yeah, I'm balanced, yes. you know, but the couple that just started a family, they're like, I, that word doesn't even exist. It's a magical unicorn out there. Right. So what I prefer to use, the reason why I use work-life balance is because that's the normal lingo. Okay. But what I choose to live by is work-life rhythm. Oh, that's a good one. Rhythm allows things to ebb and flow. Mm. Um, You may need to integrate work and life sometimes. Mm -hmm. You may need to separate the two and find some balance, but it allows the ebb and flow. And it doesn't make you feel like you have to choose one over the other. Because to be honest, a lot of times they have to coexist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are some things that you feel you both have kind of I don't know, like implemented or made a common practice in your marriage and your relationship that has kind of helped that grow or help that kind of happen. I think the joint calendar has saved our lives many Woo! times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes. We preach Tell them about the joint calendar. Yes, the joint calendar. So we use, um, we just use simple Google, but I, there is an app called Cozy, C-O-Z-I, okay. that I recommend for families where it allows you to keep up with every aspect, the kids' calendar, the parents' calendar. It's all fully integrated. I mm-hmm. think it's a wonderful work-life balance app. Um, but Outside of having shared calendars where we put just about everything on there. And we also check before we put something on there. Like if we need to do something separate from each other, we'll check and say, hey, babe, are we clear on this day? Are we doing anything together Mm -hmm. on this day? Are you good? Yep. Okay. And then we put it on the calendar. Yeah. That really, really helps because sometimes things unintentionally overlap and the other person is made to feel like, well, this is just as important as what you have going on too. So mm-hmm. it avoids the friction of having to choose because, oh, 
it was already on the calendar. Yep. Now, if it's something that's leisurely and something important comes up, of course, you know, we decide what needs to um, take precedence. But having a shared family calendar cups down on a lot of the confusion. Yep. The other thing that I love that we do is we take quarterly sabbaticals. Okay. Um, how where, long does that mean? What is how long is a quarterly sabbatical? It, for sometimes y'all? it can be a week, but what it means is is we're getting out of Houston. Houston is it's a lot going on in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot always, of traffic. You're right? Always turned on, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, because we do what we do, and a lot of what we do is out in the public. We need times to recharge our energy, to withdraw, to really just focus on each other. Turn off our our social media, yep. emails, do not disturb. And it's really just either we'll use it as a working sabbatical to focus on a project or we'll just unplug. So there's been times where she's working and I'm like, I'm just reading a book, staring into the sky, <laughs> smoking a cigar. Yeah. That's so. it. <laughs> and then there are times where I decide, you know what, I'm not going to do any work either. But even when we go away for our sabbaticals and they're project based and we have work to do, it's still so rejuvenating. Like we mm. come back so recharged and ready to go. And I love the one that we do at the end of the year because we sit down and we talk about what we want our separate goals to be, but then our family goals for the mm. next year. And it just gives us an opportunity to really zoom in on us. Yeah. And look ahead kind of for the year and the future Mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. that is. A lot of people, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are in that hustle of the first few years, getting that business going, getting it off the ground where it is like, you don't want to miss any email. You don't want to miss any, you know, opportunity because if you miss it, it's going to be gone. And then yeah. you could have, you know, missed the big break or whatever it is. Right. What what kind of advice do y'all have? I mean, I know you've been there and you've done that. So what is your advice for the couple that is in that phase of life of just the hustle? You know, before we go there, let me say we completely understand. Um, I remember nights of this man sleeping at his office. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we have been there. Three to five networking events a week. Yes. Got to be there. Got to shake hands, et cetera. Sometimes three in a night. Like, Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> it, wow. Yeah. We get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. And you almost, like you said, feel like if you miss an email, your whole world will crash. So mm-hmm. we understand that place in life. Um, I would encourage you to still carve out many moments, M-I-N-I moments for some self-care, for some deep breaths in, deep breaths out, Mm -hmm. um, taking some bubble baths. I mean, really just (laughs) trying to carve in little things until things get smooth for you. And then you can open it up for, you know, an hour massage or, you know, I'm not here to tell you, you know, try to make it all work right now because it seems impossible when you're initially starting out something. But again, focusing on mindfulness and um, taking time in the morning for your devotionals or just really having some meditation time, wherever you can carve in those mini moments, it will help you get through those crazy seasons of entrepreneurship because it's real. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very real. And it can be very daunting, especially for the male who feels like, you know, she can do all this little cute stuff, but I have to stay focused on, you know, the grind. Hmm. And just have goals. So once you know what your goals are, then you know what activities um, will get you to there. But if you're just like, I just need to do any and everything, that's going to be hard 
for you to be able to say, I don't need to go to this network event because my target market isn't there or right. I don't have to worry about this many emails because I already have this deal closed. So it just mm-hmm. really what your goals are and then your key performance indicators that will help you get there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say is really, uh, studies have shown that companies that take the time to celebrate milestones, yeah. their employees are happier, they're more fulfilled, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they're just on this forever hamster wheel of one project of the next. So in the same manner as an entrepreneur, reward yourself when you yeah, accomplish good. these milestones. Yeah. Celebrate that. Take a day off. Do something to recognize, acknowledge, and commemorate how far you've come. Yeah. Because I think as entrepreneurs, what we forget to do is we forget to enjoy the journey. Yes. You're just so, so focused in on it. making yes. it happen. Yes. That's really, really good. We are just going to come to our final question, which is the question that I we ask every couple and that we're interviewing. Do you think it's possible to change the world, both kind of pursuing your purposes in that way, stay in love and raise a healthy family? I do. I hope you do. I do. (laughs) You guys can be different. (laughs) We're doing it. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes you being committed to that exact purpose. Um, There are some of us who are here to do just that. Um, Everybody gets to choose their purpose and hopefully they go with it. But we have become very determined and we understand that that is what we're here to do. We're here to show that you can have fun in marriage. You know, it can be something rewarding. You will go through your seasons, Mm -hmm. but I think that it is a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. And when you decide to focus, change your perspective and focus on what needs to be done versus what's happening right now, Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, you really can change the world, Mm -hmm. at least your community. And I think we all have a community. If we focus on just doing the positive things that we can do right here within our circle, Mm -hmm. um, because we've had people come to us, you know, and it's very endearing. It's very heartwarming to know because when we're on social media, we're just throwing something up there and we're going to bed. We hope, you know, somebody sees it, you know, Facebook and these algorithms, you know, they're driving us nuts. But when we hope you like it, we're out and about and we're networking and people come up to us and just say, man, we really appreciate what you're putting out there. That that reminds us that we're getting it done. You know, as a couple, you know, you have to make sure that you're pursuing your passion and that passion has a positive impact on your community and um, the culture you're trying to target. But as a couple also, you got to scale it back and say, hey, we may not be in alignment. Hers is marriage and dancing. Mine is entrepreneurship and social media marketing. So two opposites in the spectrum, but I support you on your journey and you support me on ours and we can still be happily married and impact our community in a positive way. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't think it's reserved for only just certain people. I think we all have right here at our fingertips the opportunity to change the world. You know, mm-hmm. social media has given us a way to just instantaneously, ooh, instantaneously. Mm-hmm. but we have to choose to do that. You know, are we going to use it for self-gratification, for narcissism, all this other stuff? Or are we going to use it to um, improve and impact other people? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've decided to do with social media is to really um, improve and make better and add a lot of humor. We do a lot of, 
Oh. She's so silly. Ah, y'all are one. funny. So I I can't wait to listen to y'all more and learn from you. You guys are great. And now it's time for the breakdown. Yes. What did you learn, honey, from these what did I learn amazing from, people? Oh, I thought you were going to say, what did you learn from me, honey? Oh, oh, that too, since I took over. You did take over. Um, hang on. You've taken over a few things. I have noticed, for the record, before we get into all the content, that on this podcast interview and on our Instagram account, which you don't, if you don't follow us, you can follow it <laughs> at Love or Work. You've you've taken some creative luxuries <laughs> and take a, a a dominant feminine perspective in what we're talking about and overgeneralizing gender norms. Am I? Is that Whoa, fair to say? Oh, listen, I just put up a quote from RBG that which was I great. love, right. and I figured Jeff's gone. He didn't have anything to say about it. So, oh, so, hmm. So, <laughs> Did my I read the quote, no, it was so good. No, this isn't about Y'all the quote. Go to Instagram and this look is, at my RBG quote. Excuse me. This is not about the quote, it's about the mentality <laughs> that I'm gone for seven days and you just took over. Freedom. I That's mean, what I felt. And in the interview, there was a specific time where you said, Well, I don't, I don't mean to over gender, um, categorize everything, but let's be clear. <laughs> men, yada, yada, yada. And I have to just take a moment and just recognize that and call what I saw. So all you men listening out there, I'm on your side. Whoa, We're in this whoa. together. This isn't a battle. I'm in this in a gender neutral way, <laughs> Oh, but really? it's feeling like we're, we're feeling a little tension, <laughs> but okay. So let's get into some of the things we learned. First of all, it was really interesting when she taught, they, they had chose not to have children. Yes. And ooh, she had a statement for some of her friends when you were asking about people to say, well, that's very selfish of you. And she said, well, let me be crystal clear. Some people are very selfish in having children. Yes. What'd you think about that? I agree. Hmm. I agree. I think there are a lot of people that probably shouldn't be having kids that are having kids because they're trying to make themselves feel happy and they're trying to nurture and fulfill something within them. Ouch. So, hey, you know. She spoke some truth. I'm just saying. I agree with her. Hmm. That was really, she had thought a lot about that. Jeff's <laughs> eyes are so big. If you could see him right now. I mean, now. I'm just over here trying to make marriage great again, right? <laughs> right? That right? was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, when he got me back on that and was like, well, we are talking about it now, aren't we? I was, he was like, like, oh. Check, I did my job. Hot damn, you ruined me. <laughs> You did do that to me. He had a little statement there. <laughs> and it worked. He's right. What else you got that you that you learned? Well, I felt like it's interesting because I pointed out kind of some of the gender things you were talking about kind of in a joking way. And then there was this scenario where submission is not slavery. <laughs> and I could sense that you're... Um, emotions were rising a little bit. Well, it's definitely a trigger word. And I think if anybody maybe grew up in the church, it could be a triggering word for them as well. And um, so why can't we change the word? Let's what would be your, What word would you like to use? Okay, they said they changed it to like mutual submission. I'm like, why can't you just say mutual respect? Why mm. can't you say like... That is a very, it embraces the whole kind of thing of what you're saying, but it's so non-triggering. 
Anyways, well, that's I, my two cents. I'm going to call it mutual respect, but if y'all want to keep calling R-E-S-S-P-E-C-T. it submission, that's fine. <laughs> P-E-C-T. I, uh, it's interesting how some words can make us have heightened emotions, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and anyways. actually, you didn't disagree with what they were talking about. It was just the word, that, like the entering word that brought this you oh, started getting tense. I did not tense. know yeah. they were going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. They brought me there. Right. And um but yeah, at the end you're like, "Oh, actually, I agree with what you're saying." And yes. I would just like a different word, please. But isn't it interesting in marriage that we all have these words, these phrases, these questions, these moments where we have the ability to make someone go from 0 to 10. <laughs> and we know it. I know it. You definitely know my trigger points for sure. And at the right moments, I enjoy using it, which is really not <laughs> That's so healthy. not nice. It's not healthy. Yeah. But we all do it. Yes. You know how to do it to me. I do. I do. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a phrase you use, and, you, and before you do it, you always say, say always. <laughs> you always Always is the word that our marriage counselor has told us needs to be eliminated from the vocabulary. Yeah. And when you say always, I'm like, it's not always. What about last (laughs) Friday? What about last Thursday? It wasn't. Talk about always. Look at it. You're going up already. And um, we all have them. Yes, we do. I don't know where to take this from here. (laughs) I'm a little worked up. I I worked you you up. You kind of went up to 10. I thought that you were going to. Uh, keep going on that, but you know, you just like cut it. Um, well, I really loved them. I love their energy. I love that they just had so much perspective. I think their topic of the whole, um, the union of black relationships, wow. they like kind of went in there. I mean, I'm going to go listen to the whole talk cause mm-hmm. I'm really interested in what they talked about. So Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Go and follow them on social media, on Facebook, Tristan and Cece Sutton. That's another episode of Love or Work. And now you might be in hearing that and you might think, love or work. What about love and work? What about love or work? Love about love and work. Yes. It's both. It's both. But if you're not following our Instagram account, it's love or work work. So go join us, join a conversation, send us a message, tell us what sticks with you. Consider how you might add to this project or connect us to someone else to interview. And we'll be back with you again next week. This episode was produced by DJ Obdiggy for Soul Graffiti Productions.